Yes, indeed. Here we are. Happy New Year 2021. This is Bernadette Pager on 1150 AM KKNW and Informed Life Radio. And we do need that revolution. We need a peaceful revolution, a revolution of health, of love and light and information. You know, that's really what it's all about. It's about everything in life informed consent and getting enough information to make decisions in your life as best as you can. You know, um, we make mistakes, we keep learning in life, but we just, you know, that's what life is about. It's that journey of learning. Staying open to new information is absolutely critical. I don't believe the same things I believed 20, 30, 40 years ago. I'm dating myself. I can go back decades here. Um, you know, but it's so important to stay open to new information and not get stuck in certain dogmas um, and, and read both sides of everything. Some of my listeners have heard me talk about this before, but there has never been a time when it's more important to really pay attention. Um, you know, as uh, some, a lot of people in our, our movement who have been very aware of major issues happening with public health and the corporate direction of public health is you got to pay attention not to the messaging but to the data you know don't you know it, we can't take that marketing messaging at face value we have to look deeper and actually look at the data and it's surprisingly easy to find um, if you take the time. So uh, I want to remind our listeners that a really good resource that we try to maintain for you is our website, informedchoicewa.org. Um, you know, we've got all sorts of information about healthy immunity, about the about COVID-19 <laughs> treatments, um, and about the, uh, the COVID-19 vaccines. So right now we've got a fantastic article that was just posted. Um, you'll see it's entitled, Why Do Lipid-Containing mRNA Vaccines Make You Feel Sick? This is really important. This article goes through the science of um, something called your innate immune reaction to the injection of a lipid na nanoparticle and how the reaction is inflammation and a cytokine sort of reaction which your immune system remembers. And three weeks later, when you get the next dose, it's bigger, it's larger, it can be much more severe. So I encourage you to read that to understand the science of what's going on. Um, it's very concerning. We also have a fantastic open letter to the Oregon Medical Board about um, Dr. Paul Thomas and just calling on the Oregon Medical Board to rethink what they are doing to reinstate Dr. Paul Thomas's medical license and to apologize to him, his practice, his patients in all of Oregon. Um, what they have done is appalling. They are, they are ostracizing a brilliant, beloved physician for providing informed consent and for heeding the science, for staying up to date on the science and for doing his due diligence as a learned intermediary as he is required by law to do to make sure everybody has accurate information to give informed consent. This is important to all of us. I encourage you to read that and share that. A lot of good information there, but I'm not going to take too much time. I'll let you go uh, explore that on your own as a resource. And you can always email us if you have questions. We we stay as up-to-date and factual as possible. We provide you with links to the FDA and the CDC to um, 
any informational materials, the current science. We want you to be informed so you can make your own decisions. That's so important in life. So today, um, oh, before um, we move on, um, in Washington State, next Monday, January 11th, is opening day of legislative session. You know, this is such a critical time to be in um, actively involved. And even though they have limited us, they're not going to let us go to the campus. The most of session is going to be remotely. And even when some people are there, we, the public and lobbyists, are not going to be allowed on campus. But we're going to make lemons from lemonade here, okay? So you can still call your legislator. You can set Zoom meetings. You can testify remotely. So go to the website. I'm going to go pull it up so I make sure I say it right, wa.ledge.gov. Um, we actually have, compared to many other states, a beautiful, it might be wa.ledge. I'll pull it up in a second, but um, a beautiful website that's fairly easy to navigate. There's a tab for bills, uh, a tab for representatives. There's a wonderful information center, legislative information center with a toll-free number. And if you just can't figure out what you're doing, give them a call. They are very friendly and knowledgeable, and they will help you. Um, and Informed Choice Washington is going to begin regularly having some informational sessions, some Zoom meetings to help you navigate this process so that your voice is heard. It's so important. There are two fantastic bills that I encourage people to check out. HB 1006 would provide philosophical and religious exemptions to every single Washington state citizen for all vaccination. It's fantastic. It also would make it so that those religious exemptions could not be taken from you during an emergency. An emergency could not be used as an excuse to take away those rights from you. That's um, HB 1006. And then there's also Informed Choice Washington has a bill um, and it is HB 1065, and it's uh, COVID-19 specific, pandemic uh, and epidemic vaccine type situations specific. And it says that if certain scientific needs are not known or met and the science has not been properly or completed yet, that nobody in the state, private or public, can require a um, pandemic type vaccine, including a COVID-19 vaccine. And then the second part to this bill says that once these needs are met, if they are ever met, then it establishes medical, philosophical, and religious exemptions um, for all situations without any punishment. Meaning if you decide to use one of these exemptions, you cannot be kept from school or your job. Um, we cannot um, allow the bullying that is currently taking place with these investigational vaccines. So check it out. And there's more really good legislation happening. There's been some fantastic bills pre-filed that would limit the governor's powers to um, sort of take over the state at times of emergency and really require representative government during emergencies. So I encourage you to check those out. And with that, I'm going to be moving on to our special guest today and the topic. So I have um, with me today, who's sitting in his car, the dear man, I have 
Edward F. Uh, he's got a lemon in his hand. So if you're on Zoom, you see him home, holding up the lemon here. Um, Edward F. Fogarty III, MD, also known as Ted. And, you know, it, once you get to know this guy, he is pretty awesome. And, and there's a great expression that we like to say when you're confused. It's what the Fogarty is going on, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, he's a practicing clinical diagnostic radiologist and the past chairman of the Department of Radiology at the University of North Dakota um, School of Medicine. And, and who knew, right, that people in medicine and radiology could be so fun. And, and uh, the guy's a poet, too. I tell you, the man's emails, I want to frame them. They're like poetry. You could have like an entire semester just analyzing some of his writing because it's so deep and dense with references to just history and science and music. I, I, they're amazing. Um, anyway, uh, so he's also an imaging research specialist who was part of the team that published the LSU phase one safety trial for the use of hyperbaric oxygen therapy, otherwise known as HBOT, in the post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injury. He has several paradigm-shifting case reports involving medical imaging, documentation of hyperbaric brain recovery protocols in conjunction with Paul G. Harch, MD at Louisiana State University in New Orleans, who's one of the two primary mentors in mitochondrial medicine. He is also one of the leading voices today calling for early treatment of COVID-19 with known existing nutrient and oxygen therapies. And he's an advocate for prevention and treatment through supporting the immune system, especially with glutathione precursors. And today he's going to tell us about something called nd covid 19 MCM rations. And so like everything with, with Ted, you got to unpack it. So welcome, Dr. Ted, and and unpack that yes. for me, please. <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, throwing fastballs at you from out of North Dakota with a Nebraska football jacket on, and uh, at the side of the road here because I, I had to make a house call, like we we used to in the old days in the in the Great Plains, and uh, there's a very important family uh, that I'm close to that uh, is in self-quarantine here at the state capitol. And I made a run of the North Dakota medical countermeasures from naturopathic medicine for COVID-19 to this particular family. And, um, you know, there is a great uh, beachhead, more than a beachhead, there's a, there's a great movement of naturopathic medicine that comes right out of Washington, uh, Bastyr, and and then there's a that whole naturopathic medical movement that mm -hmm. started with these first naturopathic schools in in Washington and the and the Great Northwest and have permeated down into the desert Southwest and we've got kind of a west to east movement going on with the, the naturopaths so. Yeah, um, and I, I just want to add real quick there that at a website that we very much support, healthyimmunitynow.org, there's a fantastic paper by some of the lead, um, like founders of Bastyr, about nutrient protocols for all stages of COVID-19. Yeah, I encourage yeah. people to go check that out, healthyimmunitynow.org. Yeah, so, you know, just um, kind of like to get a little historical here, but we... We all know from our uh, 
history studies the the problems of scurvy on long uh, ship-based transportation of human beings before we had uh, any kind of knowledge of how important vitamin C is and mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, Alexei Polonakov is a Russian researcher at Kunk State University who published a really a brilliant um, observation in uh, I think April or May that uh, could could COVID be basically the severe form of it and and could could this be a glutathione depletion syndrome? Yes, and, early. And it and uh, and it is, frankly, all all viral illnesses and all illness at some level, mm-hmm. uh, really at the cellular level, comes down to running out of the energy molecules of the cell, running through the mitochondria, the oxygen being the energy uh, producer of the fuel of glucose, and then glutathione is really uh kind of like the the synthetic oil in your engine and lubricating the whole electrochemical engine cycle of the mitochondria Um, vitamin c then recycles the uh, glutathione so those are just the kind of the basic facts of life on how Mm -hmm. mitochondria power up every being on this planet and it it continues to strike me as quite silly how so many of our uh, colleagues in modern medicine seem to have forgotten those facts. Um, yeah, and but- I want to um, just tell readers also that both on informedchoicewell.org and healthyimmunity.org, if you look up glutathione, there's a ton of information that we've provided Um you know, at that, because I'm involved with the healthimmunitynow.org website as well. There's a whole page devoted to it with video and everything. And what I I want listeners to understand that not only um, does your body need and use glutathione at times of viral illness in order to recover. So, so if you, so you be, can become depleted just by experiencing illness because the virus, your body needs the glutathione to recover. But many people are enter that situation depleted because of lifestyle factors, because of taking acetaminophen products, which depletes glutathione. Um, and they're low in vitamin C. They may be low in uh, you know so many of the other factors they need. And, and it just escalates. And there's fantastic science out there that just really shows. And I think the more you understand um, why your body needs it and how it's made and how it gets depleted, the better chance you have of making sure you take those steps necessary, right. To recover. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, those are all, all incredibly important things. And, um, so, uh, with my naturopathic colleague here in Bismarck, North Dakota, Dr. Leslie Link, um, I was getting a little bored in October and, uh, uh, not doing as much as the usual film reading and at the 11th hour she she shows me this request for proposals for the last leftover monies of the cares act uh, granting process to the state of north dakota there's about at early october there was about five hundred thousand dollars left and so uh we pitched this this development this supplement i call it the a designer nutraceutical for COVID 19 
we designed a nutraceutical anti-COVID-19 uh, translational uh, scientific product, basically, uh, which our first taste tester was the Department of Agriculture Commissioner Doug Gehring. Wow. Uh, and so we're pitching this, uh, this grant uh, where, you know, there's a three to one match. Um, I'm putting in one part of the funding for this grant and then uh, the CARES Act is going to match my input for Dr. Link's practice three to one. And so, um, I, you know, I went in cold. I, I've never really, you know, I've written one other grant up once in my life as, as an academic uh, person because I'm more of a, a trench general of uh, just, you know, grinding through radiology films and being a teacher rather than, you know, one of the hoity-toity uh, academic types. So, so uh, Dr. Link and I get into the uh, grant hearing and I start just going through the basic science and you know, Doug Gehring's a farmer, and uh, as our ag commissioner, he's got a knowledge base of a lot of science and veterinary medicine. You know, the, the, the top veterinarians in our state are, you know, working in his department. And uh, so we pitched this whole concept of, um, you know, what if we, what if we brought to, into this uh, pr production cycle of, of, of creativity through agricultural products, let's let's create a supplement that uses beetroot powder, mm -hmm. which um, the Red River Valley of Western Minnesota and Eastern North Dakota is one of the, the biggest beet producing areas of the, of the country, if not the world, and sugar beets are out there. And, and so that's, that's a familiar agricultural product to our ag commissioner and the people in the room. And uh, I had started researching, of course, with the ACE2 uh, infectivity issues and the capillary infections uh this summer i started to kind of look at beetroot powder and nitric oxide production as a way to design something uh on the vascular level and you know as radiologists we are kind of angiologists we do kind of study the vessels more than most people in uh, medicine because of all of our imaging techniques so uh, you know if you open up the open up the capillaries with some nitric oxide from the beetroot powder and then um, I've been a big time uh, uh, aficionado of spirulina research as a um, radioprotective agent, neuroprotective agent, and now an immunological antiviral uh, type of uh, pigments and compounds in spirulina. And so we, we came up with this formula basically that uh, tastes great, mm -hmm. less filling, you know. <laughs> it uh it's 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 kind of the color purple uh with all the beetroot powder and then a little bit of spirulina just so you don't get that pond scum tasting too too much in there and uh and then the rest is uh, amino acid precursors of uh, glutathione which have a if you get enough glycine in the mix of glutathione precursors that has a bit of a sweet amino acid taste mm -hmm. Um, you know, not like Monsanto didn't come out with an amino acid dipeptide that tastes, you know, sweet aspartame, um, you know, <laughs> glycine is, Hey, it's mother nature's aspartame. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for the so, radio listeners, he's holding up a lemon and a lime. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
so we we pitched this thing and um we were gonna you know do a whole bunch of taste tests and and uh, get uh get it out into the uh, kind of a business to business uh thing we were trying to work with the casinos on the native american reservations and um uh as we were producing this and getting it all packaged and all ready to go we went into lockdown <clears throat> so um Bill Gates's buddy, Governor Burgum out here, uh, kind of made it a little more difficult for us to get our little project off the ground. But we, we, so we went and uh, because of the administrative uh, haranguing, if you will, of um, state and local government issues, we, we had to kind of go door to door to our firemen and our policemen and women. And uh, so we, we basically freely distributed most of our, our product um, to uh, first responders, a lot of the docs that I know in town here, um, uh, some folks out in Fargo here and there in nursing, and uh, that, that's awesome. We, we we got the product out out the door for free um, with the grant monies, and and we're we're writing up a, a manuscript now for just oh. the whole translational throughout processes. That is so exciting. Describe the product. I mean, is it like a powder that you mix with water and and make a shake? Yeah, or? yeah. It's it's a purple powder that tastes um, kind of uh, tart and slightly mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, the best way to actually uh, distribute the nutrients of the designer nutraceutical, uh, which you know, just playing a card from. Dr. Albert Crumb's hand, uh, you know, he designed Proimmune 200, his product, which is patented in Canada and now Australia. Actually, in November, Australian patents came down for it to be an antiviral as well as a, uh, 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 it's the gentlest and oldest chelation agent on the planet, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, he was awarded all these patents in, in, in Australia on November 6th of 2020. Uh, quite similar to the Canadian patents. And and I went into this meeting also with um, the the whole committee is looking at biotech plays. You know, we, there, so there's, I'm kind of competing for grant monies for a little drop in the bucket against these major German country uh, companies uh, that have subsidiaries in Fargo. And, and, you know, they got the rest of the half a million dollars. Um, we got 50,000 of it, but it was a big win for the naturopathic crowd. And, um, Congratulations. So, yeah, yeah that, thanks. That is so exciting. You know, and what you can do with 50,000 is what somebody else would do with 50 million, Ted. You're just amazing. Well, thank you. You're you're too kind for that. But um but just going back to uh, Dr. Crumb's genius, uh you know, he he really designed he designed this uh proimmune product, uh his his uh, amino acid product for glutathione precursors to be taken orally so that youngsters could take it and the elderly could take it and um you know uh and it and it it's just easy that way but we added a certain tartness to use our glands of our oral cavity to dissolve that stuff even faster wow with a little tartness okay and so that's kind of our little secret proprietary addition to Dr. Crumb's formula is how we we've, we've used the salivary glands and employed them to dissolve all of this stuff a lot faster in our product. And um, everybody has, you know, 
really liked it. I've I've literally had people on their way into some of the local hospitals stop by my house to pick some up. Uh, they're going to see their friends and family, or they're you know taking care of uh, kids who are in quarantine. And um, it's just it's it's the thing to do. And um, and then so we, we've been vindicated, of course, since our last discussion together, Bernadette, with okay. um, Dr. Kime. Yeah. And um, and uh, Ed DiGirolamo, the, the the structural engineer who has the uh, aircraft HBOT uh, concept off the ground mm -hmm. and has some big chambers out in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina area. So so we as we had discussed, you know, hyperbaric physics is kind of the no brainer. It, it, in fact, if you were going to create a, a, a viral pandemic whose best device ever play in in treating it it would be a hyperbaric chamber it's this it's this mm -hmm. covid-19 mm -hmm. SARS 2 ace 2 uh docking point with uh what's going on and, and crashing our capillaries and so um the uh the vindication has come in two forms <laughs> not just hyperbarics but also glutathione from yeah. New York University, you know, and um, I just, you know, it, it's very New York exciting, University. Yeah. So they published a 20 person uh, phase one trial this summer and uh, they had a hard time publishing it and it was supposed to be 40 people. But they, you know, the New York University emergency room docs who took on uh, this project of doing hyperbaric medicine because uh, hyperbarics is a subspecialty of emergency medicine, not critical care medicine, but they showed up. They basically showed everyone up in New York City critical care medicine who were losing 80% of their patients. Well, guess what? The hyperbaric chambers in the ER doc crowd, they were saving 80% of the New York patients that were in this study rather than wow. losing 80%. And these were severely and, ill, severely yes. critical patients. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, and um, if you recall Dr. Kime languishing about how how could New York's finest not understand yeah. the simple physics of hyperbaric uh, pressures. And you, you, when you're at two atmosphere, you're doubling the pressure and you're in a 100 percent oxygen tank. That's 10 times as much molecular oxygen that's dissolved in all of your tissues. And you don't even need red blood cells at that point. Yeah. And so that's that's the tour de force of what's happening in in people who who are now in you know seattle and at virginia mason i've got one of my best former students out there dakota overdahl and uh we used to do a lot of uh clay pigeon shooting together when he was out here as a fourth year in bismarck mm -hmm. and uh he's going into interventional radiology but you know virginia mason has a big multi-place chamber yeah and could be taking care of severe COVID patients in what would be a great, uh, you know, get this Seattle to New York City phase two kind of study mm -hmm. of um, COVID, severe COVID-19 between Virginia Mason and NYU. And you get LSU down there, New Orleans, Paul Hartz's crowd on board They're They've been on board for forever. They've been politically yeah. stymied. Mm -hmm. They've been politically stymied to the point that there's a small town in Louisiana, Opelousa, Louisiana, where a general surgeon named Kerry Thibodeau actually saved nine of his 
his uh, townsfolk with severe COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, some of these some of these folks are people he's he knows he's known for a long time and, mm-hmm. and he's got some hyperbaric chambers in his wound care clinic. And, you know, he's a small town surgeon is probably more powerful than the mayor. And uh, that's what he did. He just took these these folks and, and saved their lives with little hyperbaric pressure. That's amazing. And at, at that point, we're going to move to a break. When we come back, I want you to explain more about um, COVID-19 specific and why hyperbaric uh, oxygen works and more about how your product works as well and maybe how we can try to get it here in Washington. So anyway, you are listening to An Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. We will be right back. Did you know that in 1986, Congress passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, granting liability protection to drug companies for injuries and deaths caused by their vaccine products recommended to children? Did you know injuries and deaths of pregnant women and their unborn children were added to the act in 2016? Did you know that on February 4th, 2020, drug companies who make COVID-19 vaccines were placed under the liability protection of the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, known as the PrEP Act? To learn the history of how we got here in order to protect yourself now and in the future, you must see the film, 1986, The Act. Go to 1986theact.com today. Hi, I'm Lynn Redwood, president of the nonprofit Children's Health Defense. Our chairman, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and our entire team are devoted to ending the epidemic of illnesses and disorders plaguing our children today. Through legal action, we're working to hold industries and government agencies accountable and to establish safeguards to prevent further harm. We're working overtime during this COVID-19 crisis to keep you informed about the politics and science of rush vaccine candidates. Freedom and our children's futures have never been more in jeopardy, but we can succeed. With your help, we can stop the devastation and give our children and grandchildren the healthy future they deserve. To learn more about what we're doing and how you can help, visit childrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for our free news. Please visit childrenshealthdefense.org today. So you know, all healing begins in the cells. And for the cells to do their job, well, they need the right nutrients, like vitamin C and D, and gases, like oxygen. Did you know that there is a treatment that infuses every cell of your body with oxygen? Hyperbaric Oxygen Therapy, HBOT for short, is a safe and effective medical treatment that can be used in therapies for many injuries and diseases. HBOT was actually used successfully during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic to treat hypoxia and respiratory failure. And it's now being used to successfully treat COVID-19 as several clinical trials are underway. HBOT increases your production of glutathione, which is critical to immune function and increases stem cell proliferation. To learn more about this century-old technology that is the future of medicine, visit hbotnews.org today. 
That's hbotnews.org. Are you suffering from a sinking feeling that the COVID-19 pandemic is being blown out of proportion and that nothing in the news is making any sense? If so, then there is a fact-based, science-driven news show designed just for you. My name is Del Bigtree, and I am the host of The High Wire, the world's most trusted news source in digital media when it comes to accurate, science-based reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic. From COVID-19 vaccine development to mask mandates, school shutdowns to job layoffs, The High Wire goes beyond providing you with the most accurate, evidence-based investigations. We send you links to the sources for all of our reporting so that you can further your own investigation and come to your own informed conclusions. High above the agenda-driven circus of mainstream media, we do not run. We do not hide from the truth. Instead, we walk the high wire. If you care about truth, then join us on Instagram, Twitter, Roku, and our website, thehighwire.com. Welcome back to 11.50 a.m. KKNW and Informed Life Radio. I'm your host, Bernadette Pager, and with me is the one, the only, the, uh, I'm stumbling over my words here, I apologize, Ted Fogarty, Dr. Ted, radiologist, HBOT expert, and now the man with a lime and a lemon in each hand telling mm -hmm. us about this amazing formula that he got a grant for. It's just, you have so restored, you know, you know me, I'm a hopeless optimist. I just been plugging through this whole thing saying, if we just keep getting good information about out there about the immune system and, and, and what nature and the world and these amazing genius people with HBOT, getting the information out there, we will succeed because really most people in the world are good, amazing people. The system's yes. broken. System is totally broken, but Absolutely. people are good. <laughs> and Ted, you have done it. You have persevered. You didn't give up in the depths of despair. You, you have now two amazing things that are showing some success and progress, glutathione and HBOT. So um, tell listeners um, a little bit in your amazing way of explaining things, what happens in, in like severe cases of, of COVID and your inability to breathe and why HBOT is the answer as opposed to ventilator? Well, um, I actually penned a letter to President Trump where I, I thought I broke this down simple enough for him to actually follow. But, um, you know, what, what's happening um, with a traffic jam in, in the streets of New York City is similar to what's happening with the severe COVID infection in the in the capillaries and uh, smaller arteries of you know not just the lungs but primarily primarily the lungs but you know also every, you know every every vascular territory is potentially impacted. That's why we have COVID toes. That's why we have anosmia. Uh, what's anosmia? Anosmia is the inability to smell, and that's from the infection coming in through your nose. A lot of people lose their sense of taste and smell and the virus is replicating in the endothelial cells, the little tiny cells that line the capillaries of all of your nasal respiratory epithelium. And, you know, if you've ever cut your face, I mean, the face has tons of capillary, very dense capillary networks, a lot of uh, blood flow per unit gram of tissue and bloody noses. Okay. 
Case in point, there's tons of little tiny capillaries that are getting infected with COVID-19 and then the red blood cells get stuck. And red blood cells actually don't really fit through capillaries in a normal person. There's a little, there's a tiny little angstrom level squeeze that <laughs> happens when those red blood cells go through those capillaries. And that little squeeze, that little elasticity issue is probably part of the mechanism how the oxygen decouples from the hemoglobin and then gets into the tissues down the line. But um, so anyway, imagine, you know, uh, 9-11 or some other big disaster in New York City, Manhattan Island, and all the red blood cells are like the cars. And they are all stopping watching whatever terrible disaster is going on. Um, and the oxygen are the people in the cars. And so, uh, you know, like a hyperbaric chamber in this analogy is, is, is relative to the parable of, of the ventilator, so to speak. A ventilator is just pushing more cars loaded with people into downtown Manhattan. Uh, you're, you're, you're loading up the cars, the red blood cells with the ventilator, and you're, you know getting more cars on the street a hyperbaric chamber let's say the mayor of new york city is like we need a bunch of boots on the ground people down here to deal with whatever's going on on wall street uh and so uh, the traffic jams are here there's no way to get the red blood cells the cars through everybody get out of the cars and also all you people up on the uptown side of, of manhattan just start walking towards wall street so we can get this crisis averted because we need ma real man and woman power on the boots on the ground. And so that's, that's the molecular oxygen in the analogy of the uh, hyperbaric chamber. So if you, if you took a giant, you know, dome and put it all over downtown Manhattan and just crushed people, put lots of people in there. And it's just the same thing as all the, the molecular oxygen is just cr cramming into these little highways and byways of the capillaries and and bypassing the down cars or the down coal coal trains uh, uh on these routes into various areas of pro productive energy uh stuff and so so that's you know that's kind of the analogy um uh is that you know basically you don't you know and from a simple more elegant way of explaining it you don't even need red blood cells to live in a two atmosphere. If the, if planet Earth, in the way we are designed right now, had a two atmosphere pressure, uh, twice as much pressure and 100% oxygen, uh, which, you know, we would have forest fires that would basically destroy the planet in seconds. But if, <laughs> if we did live on such a planet, we wouldn't need any red blood cells. 100% oxygen two atmospheres, twice as much pressure. And we just had normal saline running, just normal saline running through our bloodstream to just detoxify our cells with the urea and all the other toxins that need to just have a fluid to, to, to wash through our kidneys with, we would be fine. That's exactly what happened in the 1960s with um, uh, some experiments done by the Dutch and others on dogs, they replaced their, their red blood cells with normal saline and uh, just 
ran them around the OR for a couple hours and they're just fine. And then they just replaced their red blood cells after they dropped them down uh, from three atmospheres pressure down to one and then let them go out, you know, into, you know, whatever research, you know, uh, backyard for the dogs to go run and fetch bone. So, um, you know, I, you know, in all seriousness though, it's just, it's so elegant when you think about it, you can just simply using a simple device that, I mean, I'm a radiologist. I haven't done critical care medicine in any form or fashion since I was an intern at Fargo Maricare in 1999 and running these ventilators is is a it's a serious science it's a serious cookbook of pressures and 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 volumes tidal volumes and you know all you got to do in fargo is if you don't want to be on a ventilator you just go to healing with hyperbarics which is the clinic that's uh out in fargo and people just roll you into a, a an acrylic clear tube shut the door turn on the oxygen now you're breathing now you're processing oxygen through your body and you really you know you're you're bypassing all of the the red blood cells anyway and um you know it's not like in the in the clinical in a in a clinical context it's not like a bunch of severe covid patients can go to an outpatient center in fargo but uh, it's from a professional and practical standpoint it is easy as pie to run a hyperbaric chamber. It's so easy, like an MR scanner, a lot harder to run. Ultrasound device, a lot harder to run. Uh, CT scanner, a lot harder to run. Hyperbaric chamber, not too hard. Couple safety issues, you gotta ground mm -hmm. the patient. Um, but you know, it's just kind of like you ground the patient and there's computer controlled pressure uh, increases nowadays. And it's it's just, it's it's the simplest and most powerful a device in physics uh, based force of, of uh, and, and uh, in medicine. And don't most of the studies show it takes maybe four or five dives, as they call, before, you know, to bring a patient to the, now they're ready to be discharged from the hospital, you know, if they started yeah. off critical. It doesn't take yeah. a lot of, expo exactly. and every time they go in, I love the story um, by that one that's at hbotnews.org. Um, about the gentleman who was wheeled in for three days, hadn't smiled or talked or eaten. And in, yeah. in just a short time under this pressure, he, his eyes opened, he woke up, he got fidgety, he got annoyed because he realized he was naked and he didn't yeah. want to be naked. And then he yeah. said he was hungry and he left the H bot. I mean, that, that, you know, that room to go back to his room, sitting up in a wheelchair talking. It was like a miracle, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's, it, it's exciting. Absolutely. And, 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 and this is, this is, but this is the thing, you know, these doctors are seeing these miracles in the hyperbaric centers, you know, Opelousa, New York city, there's a Connecticut hospital and nobody wants to listen to them because yeah. of the yeah. hubris, the pride of, Oh, we're the ICU critical care doctors. And, you know, uh, Governor Cuomo's ordering 50,000 ventilators. Well, you know what? We're getting to the point, and I am the son and grandson of two killer attorneys in Nebraska. And uh, we are getting to the point where it's going to be uh, uh, such a failure of, of advocacy, a failure to treat yes. uh, that 
that I, I dare say that places like Virginia Mason that do have hyperbaric chambers, they're, uh, they're, they're getting to the point on just basic physics, basic understanding of the pathology. I mean, people could argue in May, we didn't understand the pathophysiology well enough. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but by April of 2021, if you can't figure this out, that your patients need to be in hyperbaric chambers at Virginia Mason, mm-hmm. what yeah. the Fogarty is going on. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? Don't give me this crap. Don't give me th- this crap that goes on in medicine all the time. Well, we can't get paid for it. Therefore, we're not going to do it. You know what? This is a pandemic. It should be your duty under the oath of Hippocrates and as an academic clinician researcher to start doing this now based on New York University's phase one study. It's safe. It's simple. It saves lives. You have the device. You have the personnel. Don't don't give me that crap. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of the tone that, you know, I'm trying to not use the word crap, but the, the, the tone well, I'm getting I'm closer sorry. and closer to with the Department of Health and our Secretary of Health and, and the governor. Uh, you, you guys, you guys <laughs> have literally a government that is not anything that George Washington would ever want his name associated with now, yeah, today. Yeah, I, I agree. So, but we're going to stay positive here because I'm really excited. So we know that HBOT is big and I encourage people go to hbotnews.org, go to um, aircrafthbot.org. It, it's a great yeah, that's plan to convert yes. air, airplanes for HBOT for all. Um, yep. Go to informedchoicewa.org and you can look up um, HBOT and glutathione there. So now in these in these last minutes that we have, um, I want you to, to explain how your wonderful uh, rations kit here works and when we can expect to get it or c- should we tr- start trying I'm going to tell you how to home? make it yourself. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Let's go for it. Absolutely. It. This is, I'm going to be the Emerald Lagasse giving out the secret formula on, on air right now. All right. So everybody, everybody can write it down or you can transcribe it and put it up on your sites. All right. But basically, basically if you have a nine, a nine part, uh, deal, uh, Okay. I'm going to kind of, this is round ballpark numbers, but right. I'm going to make it a, th- a three, six, nine thing, which Nikola Tesla was kind of into those numbers for some reason. But uh, if you have of your nine parts, if you have two parts glycine, two glycine. and then you have, yeah. And then two parts uh, L-cysteine, no, two, uh, two parts L-glutamine. L-glutamine. Yeah. And then okay. uh, one part. L-cysteine. One L-cysteine. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, then you, then you do, uh, one part spirulina. One spirulina. Uh, two and a half parts, uh, beetroot. Okay. Beetroot powder. And then, uh, one and a half parts lemon, uh, powder. Lemon powder. 0.5 lemon powder. Interesting. I've I've never bought lemon powder. And these things are fairly readily available. Yeah, um, you can go to yeah. Nat I I went to the natural health uh foods store here in Bismarck and literally pulled off the shelf all of those components except for the lemon powder. I couldn't find it here, so I had to order it online. 
Okay. But, um, and listeners, uh, I know, will put it on our website later for everybody to have two parts. You know, both supplements. Parts yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cysteine, one spirulina, two and a half beetroot, yeah. one and a half lemon powder. Okay. And you mix that all up. Yeah. And, um, and then you're going to mix it with a little water or how do you, no, how do you consume well, no, it? You, you just put it in your mouth and let it dissolve. And how the lemon much? powder, the lemon powder will get your, your salivary glands to really put out some saliva and you, you, you put a, a basically a half a tea, uh, half a teaspoon, half a teaspoon. Okay. Yeah. And how often, you know, do you dose? Well, for me, you know, if I'm, if I'm running, uh, the midnight burning the midnight oil and, and reading films and, and doing all kinds of stuff, you know, I might take uh, three, half a teaspoon uh, doses per day. Okay. And so this is both preventive, and then if you feel yourself being symptomatic, despite the fact that you're doing this, then you can use it to um, to treat if you're becoming symptomatic of something. Well, you know, I don't want somebody in the state medical board. You guys got some fascists, actually. You got some fascists okay. in your medical boards out there and. In Oregon Wait, okay. and Washington. I, I forgot to state. So uh, I don't want to say the word treat. Yeah, we're, and we're not giving were medical to... or legal advice on this show, everybody. Yeah, okay. Right. We're giving <laughs> nutritional, naturopathic uh, medical advice. Okay, gotcha. And so anyway, um, wellness, right? Uh, right? Anyway, so the... Uh, to support yeah, your if, immune system, if, let's if, just say if, that. If, yeah. if, you, if you're in quarantine, and I did this to a government official's family just before I got on this phone call, I, I went into their home and, and taught them and brought, brought all, of these, all of these things from basically nat- natural health foods. Yeah. And, and, I, and I taught mom how to do this. Nice. You know, nice. here's here's the lemon powder. Here's the spirulina. Here's two two little small aliquots of beetroot because you want to put twice as much beetroot as spirulina and lemon. Okay. And then and then here's the rest of the amino acids. And so we just did a little at amino acid bartending. You know, fun stuff. You know, the original mm-hmm. chemists of the planet are mm-hmm. uh, actually moms. Moms were the first chemists in mm-hmm. their cooking and feeding of all children. And so that's what we, that's what we did. So, um, so yeah, I would, you know, if you, if you do have somebody who really is self-quarantining and, and they're already taking that, or they're going to go do that, I would also say, and, and I, you know, I'm just going to admit to some sins here. I do like a little too much wine. There is a Fogarty, <laughs> uh, there's a Fogarty winery, actually, Dr. Tom Fogarty, who invented the Fogarty catheter is a long distant cousin down in uh, Santa Clara, California. But when, when I have too much wine with my lovely sisterhood of my sisters-in-law, mm-hmm. I will have them. And I will also with Carolyn, my wife, we will take five grams of spirulina in capsules. It tastes like it tastes so bad. You, you, you really need to blend it with something or just take it in capsules. But I would also say five grams a day of spirulina. Mm-hmm. is not going to hurt anyone. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of algae dosing that the Russians used in Chernobyl with chlorella, a different algae, mm-hmm. uh, about five, five to 10 grams per day of these nutritional superfoods uh, can really detoxify your system. Amazingly, spirulina is better than chlorella for a viral illness. 
But um, from a radiobiology standpoint and detoxification situation, if we do have radionuclear uh, terrorism, and uh, th there's a definite threat assessment and risk of that uh, at all times, uh, especially coming out of the West Coast, there's some there's some funny business going on with North Koreans and Chinese out, out in uh, Portland uh, that some of my naval intelligence buddies have been telling me about. But yeah, it, if you if you eat five to 10 grams of any algae product that's out on the health food stores shelves every day, it's not going to kill you. Yeah, I've, I've got almost all of these ingredients here. We just ran out of beetroot powder. I need to order some more. I want to make this magic formula here. It's, yeah. uh, it's important stuff. Yeah, and, you know, these have been in, you know, in our whole community of um, environmentally injured people, vaccine injured people. These are some of the core ingredients that people have found to be um, great detoxifiers and supporters of the immune system. So I just love that. You know, that's the beauty of naturopathic and nutrient-based approach is it, it's, it's so broad. It heals yeah. everything. And, and, you know, <laughs> and this yeah. is something that, you know, we're, we are in an explosive environment of the average person's IQ, scientific IQ is exploding right now. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful yeah. to see this as a medical educator. So for your listeners... There's a couple of searches that I want them to practice and do on PubMed, our national scientific library database. I want people to go in and just type in, in a very simple search, the word spirulina and viral. You don't need antiviral, just the word viral. You're going to pull up 40, 40 pieces of literature. A couple of the 40 are going to be readable and try and sort that out yourself and then there's going to be a lot of these beetroot ones that are pretty readable. Mm -hmm. If you do beetroot and vascular, you're going to get about 60 papers. About 30 of them are very easy to read exercise science type of things. Yes. And, and, and it's just incredible what the nitric oxide production levels and all this other, you know, deep under, but if you just read the abstract and the conclusion as a layperson on, on, on these, on these scientific papers, you're going to sound smarter than most of your uh, family practice docs that haven't uh, uh, done any kind of PubMed um, mm -hmm. work in the last 10 years. Because, you know, most of your on the ground docs, they're, they're, they've got textbooks and they've yeah. got their databases, but they're, they're, they're not going to be yeah. up on some of this stuff. So do your research. And with that, Dr. Ted, I want to give you a great big cyber hug. Uh, you know, I don't Ooh. think we've met in person yet. One of these days we got to get together. And, I know, you know, Mary uh, Holland and Adele Bigtree <laughs> were out here in Bismarck in September. Oh. And we had a blast together. Oh, I'm jealous. One of these days. So I can't thank you yeah. enough for all you're doing. I hear music's coming to play us off the air. You're listening to an informed life radio on 1150 AM KKNW. Have a great evening. God bless. Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including health care choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington state. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future 
where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention, and every parent has the freedom to make the best healthcare decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today.